Okay, how many cars have you had? Think about it. Can you remember your first car, circumstances around how you got it, what it was, maybe what you paid for it, what was wrong with it, remember the year, remember the color? All right, well, I sat down with my friend CJ Jeffries. He's had a lot of cars. He's had about as many cars as he has years on the earth. And we talk all about it. I've had some old cars. I've had some junky old cars. I've had some kind of cool old cars. Plenty of in between. And I thought I had had a lot of used cars until I sat down with CJ. It's ridiculous and so fun. Welcome to Things About Things. It's really good. Twizzlers? Man. There's no way. I don't know how to start this, dude. It's so... Like, I have not even come close to what you've done, but I feel the same kind of, like, desire. I've had probably less than half the amount of cars, but still that same, like, thing. Right. It's an itch. It's an itch. I have the itch right now. Yeah. So uh, there's something about... It's not just newness or change, although right. that's got to be part of it. Definitely. But if it was just about that, it could be a, a new car. That's true. Or a, or like a neutered, boring, like the, uh, no offense to, you know, I don't want to ruin, you know, have any sponsorships canceled. <laughs> <laughs> Toyota no doesn't want me to. <laughs> no offense to suburban drivers, yeah. but. Yeah, so it. why does it have to be a little different? When you want to get a car. I just like the idea. I, what I've always gone back to is like any of the big Hollywood motion pictures that you watch. So Independence Day, uh, mm-hmm. Jeepers Creepers. Um, that's a random one to use. Um, and I don't know why I always go back to this one, but Carrie. So in all those films, the like lead character is usually driving a, a car that's completely Distinct. out of place. Yes. Like, in, like, Independence Day, Will Smith is driving, like, a 1965 convertible Mustang as his daily driver. Like, in Jeepers like Creepers. Like, of course he is. He's special. Exactly. Right. In Jeepers Creepers. This kid's, like, 17 years old, like, driving to his, like, parents' house or something out in the woods, and he's in, like, a 1961 Impala. And it's not even, like, a beat-up, like, broken one. Like, it's not, like, in 8 Mile where they were conveying, like, this yeah, dude's broke. It's the one that's, that's been why he has souped up car. a little bit that looks nice. Yeah, it was like that. And then in, oh, what was the other one I just said? Oh, Carrie. They're usually, like, 20 years out of date. That's kind of, like, where I the number, it. like, lands. And so when they did the original Carrie in the 80s, her mom drives a car from the 60s. When they did the redo of Carrie in, like, the early 2000s, she drives a car from the 80s. How about that? And it's just always been, like, I like that idea of, I guess, being that character. Like, being the dude with the random old car. But why does that archetype drive that kind of car? I think because it just, it's, like, if you just showed up in a Camry, 
it's just a Camry. Like, if you show up in something old, it kind of builds, like, another character level to that person. But is it a persona that isn't the real you, and you're trying to be somebody oh, you're not? Oh, that's a good question. And I think, in some regard, it can be. Like, but then, it, uh, any car choice chosen by the ego, you could still make that argument. Right. Even if it's, like, a brand new Mercedes, right. it would be the same projection of, like... Yeah, and it's I, because I'm special. Right. And I think that's where it comes down. Like for me, at least with the old cars, it's not like it is partially ego because I do like being the dude who rolls up at a gas station and just some random old man comes and talks to me about my car. I like so that. Cool. I do. Or just like some car yeah. guys like, whoa, you have one of those. I dig that. But like people also try to do that with just like going out and buying a new Mustang. Like. I don't think just because you went out and bought, like, a new Mustang or a new Beamer or a new Mercedes that that's, like, a cool car, necessarily. It depends on how you rock it and your backstory. Yes. Because, like, like, have you ever driven an older version of this? Right. Have you ever at least tried to work on one of these? In which case, once you get the new one, if you're retired and you just want to have a new one, you know what? Go for it. Cause like, I but just, if you just went, I'll just buy coolness. Nope. See, that? yeah, that's the thing. is You can't buy coolness. You right. can't. Like, And you see, you see like different groups of people kind of cling towards cars. Like when I was in Chapel Hill, you would see there were tons of doctors and lawyers in that area. Mm-hmm. So you would see tons of people with Lexus and Mercedes yeah. and BMWs. But were they niche? Were they like purchased because of the love of the vehicle? Or were they just purchased because... It's what you can afford, and it's what your neighbor has at the same time. Blend in, uh, assimilate to culture, show that you belong, that you've arrived. Like, if I had the money, I still wouldn't go out and buy a 3 Series BMW. I might, if it was, like, a 1987. Because, like, you're still, you're buying, it's, like, nostalgia. You're buying, it is, like, you are purchasing a cool factor in a way. I think a lot of times when you have an older car, um, and also... Shows that you care more about vehicles because, like, it's it's just it's also easy to go out well, and get the new Beamer that doesn't break well, down. But even though I totally agree with you, a counter argument: if you cared about the highest performing car concept, and that's how into cars you right. are, you'd say, as much as I like this one, the twenty twenty three of this performs better. That's true. And that's why I want that's that one. True. I think I'd respect that guy or girl. But I think that there are not a lot of people that even understand engines enough to say that sentence. True. Sometimes they just go, it feels stronger. Right. And it's like, that's not the same thing as right. what the, the performance comment right. is. It's like, no, it just feels like, oh, it's like, no, 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 that's not the same thing. And you even have, like, little <laughs> things that, like, in new cars, you're starting to see changes with, like, the electronic parking brake. Like the little switch yeah. that you pull versus, like, your classic, like, yeah. yank this thing in a parking lot. Those are phasing out. And, like, I don't know, I'm going to turn 30 this month, and I still like to throw a J-turn down in the snow every now and then just (laughs) for fun in a parking lot when I know I can get away with it. You can't do that. That's good stuff. You can't do that with the little flicky switch. Lowercase J? You can't can't do a lowercase (laughs) J. I don't want to do lowercase Js. Like, I'm trying to do big, fat J-turns and take out a couple, like, shopping carts. Like, I want... I like... I like old cars, uh, maybe partially because of the thrill of, like, one, will it make it there? Two, if you do make it there and you're in an old car, everybody's way more impressed. Like, you've never showed up in a reliable car and everybody's been like, oh, my God, you got here. 
Like when I took the Tercel on the road trip, yeah, now everybody was just like, "You're let's insane." Let's start talking about this because I think we have some shared experiences here. So, like, let's not worry about going in order and documenting all that because I mean, I can't although, at this point. Yeah. Although it'd be fun to do a bunch of episodes just on the individual. Cars. By the way, I've had 28 cars. Yeah. Just to clarify, I'm 29 years old. I'll be 30. Oh this yeah, I month. forgot to introduce that because I, I had in my mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, I've, and I've had 28 vehicles, and they've all ranged from like a Ford Festiva to a Honda Civic Wagon to the '83 Toyota Tercel that I have now, and I also With had the Woody like sides the or Woody Wagon, yeah. the classic, and I also in high school had like a 1979 Cadillac. Ooh, so white. all over the place. Nope, it was silver. Yeah, it had faded and chipping paint on all the like very sharp edges that the car was angled after, um, and we painted it in a garage like gunmetal gray. Man, tractor paint, I think it was, and we ripped the vinyl top off of it. So it didn't look quite as good when I got it. And then we tried to make it better, and it still just looked like a janky old cat. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I may as well just throw in, like, autos on hubcaps. It was, like it, it was like, it looks like a silver piece of shit now. <laughs> it was. It was. A, it was. Instead of a different version of a silver piece well, of shit. Well, because it's not like, what, like when we removed the vinyl top, it's not like we did it the proper way. <laughs> we, like, ripped it off and left all the rivets in the roof. And, like, so but guess was, what? Guess what? That's how they would have done it in the movies, and it would have looked amazing. <laughs> yeah, see, it would have been like, and they just left the stuff, and that's how awesome I they think, were. And they were like, <laughs> it looks great. I'm just slowly trying to be Arnie from Christine. Oh, God. Because he just buys the beat-up old car. I think at a point, whether it's possessed or not, they do take over your soul, and you're like determined to make them nicer. Because you just like want to prove it to people, too. Like, there's mm. part of me that, in driving my old cars, people are always like, oh, well, they break down, or they... But, like, with my Tercel, like, I have 1983 Toyota Tercel. Uh, they're iconically known for being incredibly reliable and running for 400,000 miles. Great I, gas I like mileage. doing that. I like proving to people, like... See? Oh, but, yeah, I get it. It looks like an old beat-up piece of shit, but, like, it's going to go forever, man. Like, the reason it, it looks so like, like this is because it, it was built in a different generation that liked different styles right so it looks different but don't let that fool you this was made very well and is made to last well it was one of the and i don't even know if this is true anymore i just tell people it is because i want to believe it's true supposedly at some point the uh like one of the ceos or whoever for toyota at that time period in the 80s like came out because they discontinued the tercel it was a car that just went away and they discontinued it solely saying we we're not selling any parts. It's like nobody. What are you gonna buy a car and then it runs for three hundred thousand miles, but nothing breaks on it? That doesn't do you any good as a car manufacturer. Like you need broken parts. So things like that kind of. I don't know if it's true. The I conspiracy just hope it is. of like, it all, I man. Just hope it is. It's so crazy. It's it. I try not to go down the rabbit hole of the conspiracy world because <laughs> it gets me down, and I'm like. I don't, even if it's the way how stuff went down, what am I going to do about it? And there's also me just misquoting some uh, Japanese CEO from like the 80s when I wasn't even born yet. So I don't know. I, saw, I think I saw it on YouTube. <clears throat> you can pretty much just tell anybody anything about that now. You'd be like, oh, I think I saw it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, probably. It used to be uh, pre-internet, I would say that would be VH1. <laughs> uh, if somebody goes 
said something. You go, no, I saw a documentary on VH1. And they go, all right. It oh, must for be sure. <laughs> totally, must totally be. believable. And then they couldn't even Google to check you up on it. It was no. just like over. Yeah. You, just, you what, saw it on one. VH1, so it's that was right. It. You had the defining. You could just use that argument see, for once you, Yeah, and once you know that secret, you just lie and claim that you saw a documentary <laughs> on VH1. Everything. Oh, yeah. Totally and then people go, oh, he does watch a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> or like today it would be like TED Talks. Do you ever watch TED Talks? I do occasionally. Not. They're just like I mean, amazing experts in different fields. Right. Math. I know somebody who did one. Dude. Girl I used to work for at Earth Fair. Or work with at Earth Fair. Yeah. She lives in Chicago, T-Banks, and yeah. does uh, fitness stuff. She's a personal trainer. And I don't know how it yeah. came to be, but like I saw her give a TED Talk. That's Not awesome. like in person, but I saw it online. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I know that person. And now they're giving TED Talks. It's crazy. But I watched a lot of that, and then somebody dedicates 40 years of their life to physics, and they're so accomplished that they can communicate in seven minutes. That's how amazing they are. Right. But I watch it, and I go, I get it now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, 40 years, an expert way of communicating, and I just go, I get it. I get it. I don't have to bother with it. Totally understood. But that's what makes them good communicators. And I think that... The best communicators, when they do their thing and they communicate, right. the audience goes, I get it. Right. At the end, and, of it, you can walk away being like, oh, I understand it, as opposed to being like, what the, yeah. what, what was that dude talking about? Like, yeah. Simplifying things somehow, I think, is part of it. All right. What was your first car? First car. My first actual car was a 1988 Lincoln Town car. Yeah. Because I told my dad I wanted something old and square. And it was long, too. And it was long. It I was long. Those. But he brought me that home, and I was incredibly disappointed because it was old, it was square, but at that point in time, it wasn't cool at all. Like, it was there just an go. old Lincoln Town this car. This is what like, I call pre-hipster. Yes. I call that pre-hipster. I don't know if that's a phrase. This looked like a car that, like, I, I don't know, like a bad used car salesman drove. Like, it was clean. But it just didn't have any, like, flair to it. There wasn't any oddity. Nobody was, like, looking for Lincoln Town cars. I wanted something that was, like, just a little odd. Had a little bit more funk to it. So bought that, sold it before I even ever got my license. That was my first car sale. Posted it on, like, some old forum called Did you even drive it? No. No. Like, maybe, like, down my road, but, like, never like never drove you it were legally like, with a license. So you got this car, and you were like, nah, I don't want this. Yeah, basically. Like, I did the most so entitled good. thing, millennial thing I could do. My dad was like, here's a car. And I was like, oh, but dad. And so we sold it, and we bought a 1985 Cutlass Supreme Brom. Was it white with red interior? Yep. Yes. Yep. It was. It was white, <laughs> faded white vinyl top, uh, crushed Bro, velvet speakers in the back everything. of that. I did have yeah. speakers in the back of it because <laughs> it was the early two thousands. If you didn't have tens or twelves, what were you even doing with yourself? But so. But I wasn't. My childhood was not the same time. True. But the principle was the same. He still, still needed some bump as a teenager. And it was like. Same numbers. It was roughly... I mean, technology might have been different, right. sort of, but not in a way that really mattered. No, loud at a red light is loud at a red light still today. doesn't matter how clear it is. And at that mm. point, you're not going for clarity. Like, you're just making sure everybody hears you. Mm-hmm. But, like... I got, rode in a few of those cars, oh, man. Got the Got the Cutlass, and two weeks after I bought it, my dad was like, you can't have it. What? Like, it's too nice. 
It was, uh, we bought it from an old lady's, like, son-in-law. Old lady had passed. Uh, it had sat in a garage for, like, 10-plus years. He drove it on weekends. It was, like, it, it had been garage kept to the point where the interior wasn't faded. And, like, all those old velour seats all, like, just got sunbaked and destroyed. So it was in really good shape. It had the, like, rally wheels on it with the center caps. And, like, I mean, it was a Supreme. It was a Braum. Like, it was, like the top tier at that point for the Cutlass. And so my dad was a car collector as well. He comes in and was like, I like it, basically. It wasn't so much like, it's too nice for you. He was just like, it's so nice that I want to keep it. How'd that make you feel, bro? Because that sounds like some serious hit the counselor uh, with that story. A little bit, but I also like immediately was like, cool, I get to go car shopping again. Which for me is always part of the allure. So you value... The question is always, do I value shopping for a car more than this car that I'm driving? How much more am I going to enjoy the experience of hunting it down? So some cars you went, tomorrow I could. Oh, but yeah. some of them oh, you're yeah. like, I want to keep this for a while. Uh, yeah. But then you're like, but probably not the rest but of my life because I have to. I still love buying another one even more. Well, we had the, <laughs> so I had the Cutlass. It's like greed for old things that aren't actually very valuable. It's, it's so true. It's so true. And that's what old car I guys do. I have to do. have this. Yeah. They're just like, oh, I have to. And especially the more rare they get. And it kind of starts So it's to, about rareness and distinction, not val- financial. Dollar sign oh, means nothing. Oh, for sure. For sure. My, uh, up, up until now, when the like 80s and 90s cars got popular, mm-hmm. my Civic Wagon that I bought, that I still have today, that I keep in a garage because... I'm already an old man who collects cars. Yeah, you um, are. I went, like, I bought a Civic Wagon. Only rare because it's a wagon. Yeah. And uh, I did so just so I could say I owned a Civic, but could say I owned a Civic Wagon. And so that when, I mean, because when I bought that car, it was $900. Yeah. It wasn't, like, overly flashy or worth a lot of money even, but I would still have people come up to me and be like, yo, Where'd you get that? I still have a buddy today who, like, knows I have it, and every time he comes up to me, the first thing he says is, like, do you still have the Civic Wagon? You're that guy. And, and his, I'm like, yep, his it's in memory, the garage. You're that guy. Yep, and he just remembers that. And, like, it almost, it would hurt him if I sold it. Because he's always, because yeah. he knows where one is. And I think it's because. Like, he knows one that's in we, somebody's possession. We, meaning humans, or maybe some humans, really like to focus on preserving good things yeah and then i'd like to believe the best in humanity that we but it's it doesn't feel like a majority right uh hence the rare the rare car but not not unique you're not the only one no it's just some but it's a bit more rare i always just liked being the one car that was in the parking lot like i loved rolling up in something a little bit different oh i'd be like oh nobody else parked so when did that start do you remember the first immediately no do you remember the first car that you felt was that because your first car is legit, but you didn't feel that way when you received it. Did no. you feel that way with the Cutlass? Well, it's a little bit with the Cutlass and the Cutlass ended up with a funny story because like, so two weeks in my dad's like, it's too nice. You can't have it. I'm like, cool, whatever. I'll find another car. So at that point I was just really into big old American lead sleds. Like that's what I was looking for. Slabs as they call them in Houston, slow, loud, and banging. That's what I was going for. Okay. Um, and so we went from that to the 79 Cadillac, which, in my opinion, or I don't even know if it's an opinion, 
I think it has the longest car name of any vehicle I've ever owned. Hmm. It was a Cadillac Fleetwood Brom de Elegance. Oh, my god. That gosh. was the full name that was across the back of it. And it smelled just like what you think it did <laughs> because it had a cigarette lighter in every single door uh-huh. I and remember these one in on... the center of the dash. Yeah, I remember. So you had five uh, cigarette that lighters car, in but I remember, one car. Yeah. Like, I, I can picture not in that car. I've never been in that car, but and I got the 80s caddy. cars or 70s cars that had that. And the caddy was cool. But the caddy wasn't what I wanted, and we also realized that it got genuinely nine miles to the okay. gallon. And my, mind you, the Cutlass only got 15. But at a point where you're working for $7.25 an hour as a high school student, that 15 mattered. So I talked my dad back out of it. We sold the Cadillac, and then I got the Cutlass back. And the Cutlass was, like, my first, like, fully sank my teeth in. Like, it was my car. There uh, it is. We we got it. We customized it. My dad had it painted pearl white. That's the color. Pearl white is the color of one that I was in. I begged him for black. Oh, I wanted a black car. Ooh, that would have been really. He nice. went. He went the route that he wanted. A couple years later, man, that black his, would have been a statement. Would have been great. But we lived on a half a mile dirt road. My dad was like, Dusty "It's pointless." Everywhere. Like, you're just going to ruin the paint job, which looking It's a back good on, argument, but it still would have been cool. Well, what I ended up doing was my buddy backed out of a parking lot and hit the Cutlass while it was pearl white. So I then got insurance money. I went right back to the same dude who painted it. This was like a year and a half later and was like, I want hot rod black, which isn't even like gloss black. Hot rod black is your classic matte. flat. And in the early 2000s, they were like starting to do that to cars. They were matting... Rob Deerdick on Robin Big. He, like, murdered out a Suburban in flat black. And it was just, like, it was cool. Man. So I did that, tinted the windows, and then a year later when I was, like, 17 going on 18, I paid one of my dad's other buddies to pinstripe it. And most people would go for, like, you know, some small, thin lines. Tasteful. I wasn't tasteful. I was 17 years old. And I was like, I want the biggest thing you can do. So he decked out the entire hood. He decked out the entire trunk pan. It had like cobwebs and black widows and laid in it. And he did it for cheap. And it wasn't like perfect. It wasn't like on MTV. No, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) I I did pimp my ride, but like East Tennessee edition. And it was good enough. Like it was solid. He did a good job with it. Um, But I also slowly started to ruin the car. Uh, my exhaust tips got rusty, so I painted those black as well. Oh, that's Like, yeah. I started doing little things like then that. Then at this point, you're sort of pretending that the car is what it was. Yes. And I should have kept it. Kept it up. Kept or it. just called it. Yeah, and, and left sold it alone. It and just got, you know. But even like a year later, that now you're thinking like, I'm like 18, graduated high school. I'm out on my own. And I still have this Cutlass that I daily drive that's covered in like ridiculous pinstriping. And you're just, <laughs> I was like... I did that? Yeah. To it's, that? It's like a funny little, um, I'd see that in like a sitcom, maybe not a sitcom, but like a movie scene. It was like, the I did like the coolest thing ever, but He's what like I cool. really did was ruin it. Yeah, and like, then and then you're just like working at Bojangles <laughs> and drive that car. <laughs> whipping, my, whipping my cutlass, looking good. Yeah. Hey, no, would you like fries that what with happened? that? Is that what happened? I mean, I was working at a grocery store yeah. bagging groceries, so, and I was driving that car, and I think one of the other things was, was like, 
then you're applying for jobs and doing other stuff, and then you just start rolling up in that car. Yeah. And you start realizing that, like... <laughs> I'm the guy that rides that thing. I took it from looking like a respectable, <laughs> classic coupe yeah. to, like... It, yeah, it just looked like I had auto-zoned it to death. Just beast. I, yeah, like, no old man came up and talked to me about it anymore. Everybody was no, just like... No, the old man's afraid of you now. Now, Yeah, now it just looks like I drove a rattle-canned Cutlass. That I, like, drug out of a field. So did that shift something in you, you where you're like, all right, I'm going to drive a different version of an older car, not one, like, with stripes? Yeah, because then I started doing uh, Classic American. I stayed stayed in that route yeah. of, like, Classic American cars. But then I started taking my dad's approach, which was keeping, or, like, finding and keeping them as stock as possible. Yeah. Like, the more stock, the better. Like, I didn't want anything done to it. I bought an 87 Silverado that was like short bed, baby blue, uh, had the like side rails on the, forever, it was man. so nice. It's one of the only ones I wish <laughs> I'd have never sold. Yeah. And yeah, I, it was bone stock steel wheels, chrome beauty rings, like yeah. very simple. And it was great. And that was kind of where I car. started like, yeah, I, I started getting into like the purity of a vehicle. Like I didn't want to mess with them. I wasn't trying to lower stuff. I wasn't trying to mod stuff. I didn't want a crazy paint job. I just wanted it to be as clean as old as possible and as clean as possible. Preferably, preferably with original stuff or not necessarily. I, preferably, like you know, I, yeah. I'm the kind of guy who gets like excited over like original floor mats. I'm like, yeah, like if yeah. You can there's put, something about that. If I buy a car off you and you can give me like the window sticker out of it, like the only reason I'm driving my Subaru Forester that I have now is because I like the old lady that I bought it from. Thank you, Sally. Um, she's actually she's a viewer. She's gonna be. I think she's, she's gonna be because I'm gonna tell her I talked about her car, and the only reason I bought it from her is because she showed me a Manila folder with every single thing. She gave me the brochure. So that there's, like, a, there's a legitimacy that you're looking for. Yeah. Of, it, well, because it helps the story big time. Yes, and also I think what part of it is is I stopped. At first, I was, like, just looking for quirky old cars. Yeah. But after a while, you only get, like, shitty quirky old cars, and they break down, and that's not yeah. cool. Dude, so then dude. you want one that's, like, in good shape, so that way you can be like, yeah, it's old, but pff, look at that. Like, it's, Yeah, it's still maintained. It's as shiny essence. as your car is. Like, um, so you're looking for, like, a part of you, would, your soul would die if, if someone said, oh, man, where'd you get your car? And the answer was, uh, CarMax. Yeah. It'd be like, what have I become? <laughs> I feel that way with the Subaru. It's a, it's a 2004 oh, right. Subaru Forester, and we live in Boone. You know how many of those I see on a daily basis? It's green, for God's sakes. Like, it's like the definitive Forester. I think that's different than the example I was using, even though I appreciate that they sell they would sell those at CarMax. Right. You need all-wheel drive. True. It's different than going to CarMax and going, I don't know, a blue one? Right. Uh, like, which one do you want? I don't care. There's Nissan Sentra or there's the Toyota Corolla, and you go, I don't know, the blue one? Yeah. <laughs> I get you. I get you. I get you. you know, you're like, I could never in my whole life make a decision. Like I talk this. to people sometimes, and they like tell me that's what they go and do, and I'm just like, ah, yeah, I can't. Man. I can't. I'm like, you don't care. You just don't care about what you drive, and I get it. Like to some people, cars are just a tool. I actually, I kind of respect people that don't care, as long as they really mean it. If they just, I, if they, if they don't go, oh, I really like this, right. and you're like, you like that, right? 
But if they just go, I don't care. I just got something for an affordable price that gets me to work. I'm like, like, even if you judge them for it, they're just like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I don't even care that you care. <laughs> yeah, right. I like, just wanted to go from like, here I to here. I see that it bothers you, and I'm still unfazed. Like, I respect that so much. I, it's I know a dude with a Ford Focus that just is like, oh, it was affordable with good gas mileage, and I was like. That's really your answer? And he's like, right. what answer? What do you mean? And I'm like, oh, he doesn't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, and I tried to do that same thing. Like, when I got the Civic Wagon, I was like, okay, gas mileage. Gets good gas mileage. Uh, it's, a, it's a wagon. Like, you can put stuff in the back of it. It's versatile. It's practical. Like, and I, start, I slowly started becoming James May from Top Gear. And if you right. don't know what that means, is that he likes very small, basic, plucky, versatile... Preferably brown cars, and they all the other hosts on Top Gear kind of give him shit for it um, because, like, you know, they're all into like big fancy things. And James May just wants like the most boring Volvo you can get your hands on. And I kind of became that because I started looking for practicality, and that's how I made the swap from old American cars into old Japanese cars. Practical, longer lasting. Yep. Because uh, better gas mileage. I decided it's I wanted like to they're do better that road at making trip. cars than we are. Oh, it's crazy, and it's almost <laughs> like they've sold more of them too. <laughs> but like, yeah, when I did the it's road like trip, the whole world actually knows everywhere I travel. <laughs> it's like, still use it's Japanese like there's a cars. reason that they make Toyota trucks <laughs> in every continent on this country. They're the best ones in the world. Every continent on this planet. I said country. And I, I, I <laughs> my, I felt like my soul died, and also I got my dream car. Like, uh, I have a 2011, which, that sounds, like, unbelievably new to me. I, that I get out it. Loud. That's how I feel about my own. But I know people that go, like, no, 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 that's, like, you should have already traded it in yeah. by then. I'm yeah. like, I no, feel like I'm still... driving in a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> compared to, like, our windows and, like, cup holders. I'm like, you just press this button and it just goes to four-wheel drive. You have to get out and lock the hubs, man. No, like, this is crazy. But I feel like a part of me kind of gave up on that because I had like, I had a, let's see here, like a 91 Subaru Legacy hatchback Uh uh and I bought it for $750 and I drove it for five years. That's (laughs) all I did was give it oil change and tire rotation. This is like a love story to me. These are my favorite things I gave it oil change and tire rotation. Did you sell it for $200 more than you bought it for? No, no. It's not that good, but it's close. (laughs) It's a, it's. Oil change, tire rotation. I never even had, like, the rotors turned. Uh, and then I sold it for $700. You were never driving it fast enough to wear the brakes out. <laughs> right. So, like... <laughs> so $700 is what I sold it for, so it's about to break even. Yeah, you're fine at that point. So it's sort of like I borrowed a car from the universe. <laughs> and you just gave it right and back And made to sure universe. to put oil in it. <laughs> you made your money back. And I was like, what is a car? I'll just put some oil in it. it. <laughs> and then five years what later, cars I'm like, oh, they need oil sometimes. Like, and then the, did you tell the guy that you sold it to? You were like, hey, man, it needs some oil sometimes. And he was like, cool. And that's what he's still no, no, doing. No, no, it didn't even burn oil. Oil. Oh, you just I did just oil gave changes. oil changes. Oh, that's all I oh, ever so you did. Didn't even have to add I didn't to even it. have to pour it in. One of the points where I started, like, I, I got, when I knew I wanted old cars, but I knew I wanted clean old cars was because I wanted to stop having to add oil. Yeah, because that's, that's exactly why I got my Tacoma. It doesn't matter how clean it is. You still got your hood popped in the parking lot every now and then, and people are like, that dude drives And then you may or car. may not smell like the oil yeah, if you it got, happened to get some on your, your hands. And you have to like, you're like, pour 
oil in a car in a parking lot. It never, it never all goes in the oil filler. And like, it's also ever. the essence in, of, the, of it is clinging to yourself. It's you're like the onion's, your, engine's like, I'm coming. Because it's still burning oil while you're leaning <laughs> yeah. over it. It's like, hey, man. You smell like car now. Can I have some more, sir, please? Oh, man. But the 91 Super Legacy hatchback, I drove it to Canada from here, right? And uh, I, a long way. And here's what I did to get ready for it. I just got an oil change right before I left. That was it. <laughs> I didn't even find anything no. else out. So I go all the way to the border, and you know, I'm going 70 miles an hour most of the way. You know, I'm just like right. going. Then I kind of slow down with the border, and I'm in line. And something about stopping and going and going like a couple miles an hour and stopping, it kicked it into this <laughs> noise, something out of a movie scene where people right. like like look at the car. So I'm driving a rusty 91 Subaru Legacy hatchback to Canada. In, into Canada <laughs> with a North Carolina license plate. This and it's going, this dude's doing something shady. And it's like, uh, why are you here, sir? <laughs> the dude, yeah, the dude, the dude in the box was like, hey... Let's check this guy out. No, and I thought of it like this just now. He didn't ask me why I was there because that's the question they're supposed to ask. <laughs> like, uh, Border, uh, why are you visiting? He, as a human, not at his job, went, why are you here? How did you? Yeah, you're like, he why said, are you tag? here, sir? And I was like, this makes no sense. Do you know where like, you are? You could have right? got a different vehicle for this journey. You know that, right? Like, Yeah. I had people on the road trip. So uh, to give backstory on that real quick, in 2015, I took the Tercel on a 105-day road trip across the U.S. I went to 27 different states. It was 13,000 miles. I was on the road for 105 days. And the car that I took was kind of ridiculous. Like, nobody would, in their right mind, choose this vehicle. It had 250,000 miles on it. Um, It was very old. It's a car that Toyota didn't make very many aftermarket parts for. Like, if a transmission goes out, you can't. Get parts. You have to go to a junkyard and find parts, dig them out of a car that already has 250,000 miles on it, and put them back in yours and hope that they're good. And I had people walk up to me in parking lots and, like, just be baffled. Like, I had people hand me money because they were like, I can't believe you drove here in that. You must be desperate and, like, about to run out of money. Yep. Yep. They were like, there's no way you would choose to do this on your own regard. Like, I had people come up to me at campsites after, because you all hanging out that night, like, around campfires, talking shit. And, you know, you're like, oh, what did you take? And people are like, oh, I'm in, like, a 2012 Sprinter van. Or, like, yeah, yeah. I even, I, I don't know, I, Astro vans and mostly vans. And, uh, you know, a couple people every They're now and then would be, like, weekend camping and they'd mm-hmm. be, like, in the back of their car. Uh, but every time I was, like, a 1983 Toyota Tercel, people would be like, bullshit. Like, yeah. They just wouldn't believe me. Like, they'd come over to the campsite the next morning and be like, I remember these. Like, my uncle had one or some story like that. Yeah. As my mom always <clears> liked <throat> to tell me, people like old cars because they were made in the back of old cars. <laughs> so there's, like, memory behind them as well. Even if it's not your memory, like, they might have one. And they'd be like, you drove that here from North Carolina? Like, I think it reminds people of their childhood. Definitely. And then they... if. If they have a positive association with a memory of a car from their childhood, they like that car. And if they have a negative memory associated with that car, like like I knew a dude that drove a certain kind of car and he was an asshole. And he was like, like how the whole internet he was like a year... that Beamer drivers are like never use their blinkers. <laughs> like that's just a thing, man. Like So yeah, I, I like 
there's a guy who drove a car, and he was a jerk. So I don't like that car. Asshole forever. The and it's like, an I wouldn't ever buy that car. No. You look at it in parking lots, and you're like, that guy. <laughs> and, then I, and then you shift it to, like, that's not even a well-made car. Like, you, it's almost like the opposite of a sponsorship. <laughs> like, um, you know, famous people, they're like, they promote a certain vehicle. Right. It's the opposite of that. It's like, don't drive this. Don't drive. Don't, don't get, people are going to think things about you. Yeah. And that guy was a don't drive this guy in my life. He was friend. But speaking of sponsorships, this episode of Things About Things, sponsored by Between the Trees Bread. Between the Trees Bread. <laughs> so, yep, everything from here on out, they, they agreed. They are sponsoring That's whatever great. we say. I love that. And really, this before, because I waited a while to introduce this one. Bread's so. delicious. Oh, man. I get to walk to, I get what nobody else gets. I get to just like walk, you except for our the neighborhood. Line? Well, except for our neighborhood. He just ah, walks it between the trees, that's bread, true. and buy bread. I right can't... when he makes it. <laughs> that's not fair. It's not fair. But he also makes it right before farmer's market. That's very true. So, and he sells out, like, right away. Yeah, I was going to say, you just don't have to sit in the line, which is really nice. That is a nice part and of I it. And I, I get a benefit, too, because we use their bread at Wildwood. So I know. every that sandwich the... that I ever eat. I know. It's on between it, it the trees brings, bread. It brings it back to, to being at the market and uh, eating that sandwich at Wildwood. <laughs> a little mini sponsorship Wild from Wildwood. Wildwood. <laughs> Community market. Yeah. Uh, I had a 97. We were talking about cars at some I had a 97 point. Toyota. Um, dang, I this, okay, I have the Tacoma now. Mm. I had a Celica, uh, eighty-five uh, Celica. I had an eighty-five Celica GT. Yeah, GTS. I don't. I don't think mine was the. S. I had the what GTS the uh, Sport, maybe. I don't know. That, oh yeah. I don't know sense. what it actually stood for. Uh, it just had really big flared fender arches. I think that was the only difference between the GT and the GTS. Um, yours was probably nicer than mine. Mine was genuinely pulled out of a field. Uh, they got oh, the yeah. engine mine was, going Mine again, was actually really and nice. it was so rusty that when I would drive it in heavy rain, my back floor pans would fill up with water. Right, because I was driving mine when it was only eight years old. <laughs> and I was driving it in 2019. Boom. When I was in college. So and, I drove an 85 Celica in 92 or 3. <sighs> okay, you drove yours in... 2019. 2019. So of course it was like mine was nice. <laughs> it's like no, you couldn't have made. Your I didn't really get a nicer period. car than you. I got a car that had been around <laughs> less time than yours. <laughs> right. By the time I could get my hands same car, on basically. One. What if it was the same? No, you started GTS. Yeah, yeah. And mine definitely came out of a field yeah. in Tennessee. But I don't know what happened after mine was gone. It could have ended up in a field in Tennessee. <laughs> very, very true. Was it white? Yeah. Oh. Red interior. Oh no, mine was brown. So let me tell you something. About the very brown. Everything. Right. Uh, it was my first car that was really mine. Mm -hmm. So I drove an 87 That's Volvo. That's a cool car, too. Yeah, it is. But I drove an 87 Volvo, kind of Smurf blue, uh -huh. four-door, yes. uh, not hatchback. <laughs> and, and it was fine. But it wasn't really, like, mine. But it was technically the first one I drove anywhere. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the first one that was mine is an 85 Celica. And uh, there's this girl, Rachel. Uh, I don't know if she's a... <laughs> I don't know if she's a if she's a listener or not. We haven't spoken since the early '90s, mm -hmm. so probably I don't even remember her last name. But Rachel, I really don't. 
she was all into me because the inside, the interior of the Celica was like this really comfortable <laughs> red velvet. What are you talking about? And and it and I kept it clean, mm-hmm. and she thought that was so hot. So spicy. and she was like. Like in like out of a scene from like an 80s movie, she'd be like leaning on me like the inside of your car. <laughs> so clean. That classic 80s like lean through the window. Yeah, like. that was Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the 97, um, oh, I had a 97 Saturn. That's what I, oh! I keep getting the dates messed you up. You know what's with. funny? Saturns <clears throat> are like making a comeback. No. Yeah. Saturns okay. are like. Not the actual company, but the old. No, no, no. Because the, they're, they're, yeah, the they're gone. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. But in that like realm of all these '90s cars that five literally five years ago weren't worth anything, yeah, like all the Civics and all that kind of stuff of that era, they're all just going up in value because like all of my generation who were about to turn thirty, we grew up watching like Fast and the Furious, and like the, those were you know Honda like like Mitsubishi Eclipses weren't worth that much money a couple years ago. You got a convertible one right now. It could have holes in the convertible top, and people don't care. Like, Jeez. it's worth it again. It just became cool again. It just became somehow. cool again. Does that make you want it or not want it? it? That's the question. It's sad because, yeah, before I was doing it because people <clears throat> didn't want it. And now you're like, oh, well, what do I buy to set myself aside? But, like, yeah, the Saturn wagon or just those Saturns are kind of fitting that, like, build for it they've got those like big weird front headlights that were all like very big and large and bug a lot of them came with like three spoke wheels three spoke wheels are also making a comeback because it was like a 90s thing you used to see trucks with the like that swirly blazer three spoke pattern that you would see on all the like f-150s of the era so like yeah like who would have ever thought that a saturn was gonna like make a comeback and they have. They're I big plastic not. fenders. And With the exception of, I mean, I got 42 miles per gallon. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the reason to have a comeback. That's very true. I mean, and I didn't have, it was not, it was maybe seven years ago or something. Uh, which I guess to you, my, that's a long time ago. But to mm-hmm. me, I'm saying only because of my, I'm an old dude. And I'm like, it was only like seven years ago. See, I but for car. you, that's like seven <clears throat> years ago. But for me, that's like 14 cars ago. Oh, right. So that's even a long time that's for me to think of it in that realm because I've gone through. Because of so much through, change, yeah. I haven't done as many of the changes, yeah. Especially lately because the Tacoma, I mean, it's going to last. Yeah, you don't it's need It's basically going to go as long as I want that kind of car. Yeah. Like, I love it. Yeah. The but only way that it's being time, taken it's like, from you is like an outside force. Or I just look at one too many dudes that look just like me that are driving it. And I'm like, everyone has this car. I get it. I wanted this car since I was like a kid, man. Like a to- and I had like uh, I've had a Toyota truck, long time, twenty something years ago. But right. it was a two door short right. bed. I'm a family man. I was like a Tacoma, perfect vehicle, right. four door. Right. You got me. This is the. Per- I don't even care if it's old and cool. I actually want it. And it turns out I was right. I love it. <laughs> and so that's that's how I feel about I it. I think that's how I maybe feel about the Forester, because like a couple uh, months ago I had a ponytail. I was a dude in Boone with a ponytail and a green Forester. Mm. There's some a couple had, of those out there. to give. Yeah. So I chopped off the hair, kept the car. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what have I become? <laughs> Who am I? I have become Boone. Ah. I'm one with Boone. I'm wearing Astral's right now, so <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. What were my... I don't know. All right, the 97 uh, Saturn. Gold. Yeah. <laughs> 
That was like old Vegas gold, too. Oh, it yeah, it was. Like, it looked like the sun had already beat down on it for yeah. 15 years. Yeah, there we go. You got it. There we go. And it was a new paint job. And it, manual transmission, 42 miles a gallon. In the snow here in Boone, downshift. Just doing my thing. Did its thing. With kids <laughs> right. in the car. Right. Safe enough. Tape deck? They were buckled in. Yeah, tape deck. Tape deck. And I had like an adapter thing that went into oh, a cassette. Classic. But my Subaru, this is one of the best parts of the Subaru. <laughs> Nine, the 91 uh-huh. It was Bermuda blue, by the way. <laughs> Bermuda blue. Yeah. I like this. I had to touch it up a couple times, so that's how I know. <laughs> uh, Somebody owned a paint pen. <laughs> it had an auxiliary input mm. in 91, right? That is, like, factory? Factory auxiliary Damn. input. And I could roll in with iPod or iPhone. Uh. And I felt like I was living in two worlds. Right. It was like a, <laughs> you were in the future. It was like, like it didn't have cup holders, but it had an ox plug. Yeah, but what I mean is like I was in the future with the technology of the ox. Right. But stuck in the past of a car that didn't have too much else right. about it that looked like the future. Right. And it was like, is this a new progressive car <laughs> of its time? Or is it just it's just an old thing that gets you from A to B and it's really old? But I know cool. exactly what you're talking about. The at the first instance I know of an auxiliary cord in a car, and I remember this from high school because my buddy's dad had one. He had a 79 Ford Mustang Fox body, which was the generation after the Mustang II that like flopped. Everybody hated the Mustang IIs because they were funky looking. Auxiliary input? It was a 79 Fox body, and in his original stereo, he had like opted for the you know, fancy one of the time. Oh, he upgraded to yeah. the, yeah. It was not even like an aftermarket one, just like what he could order from the factory. Oh, and right. it had, it was at that time just considered a headphone jack. Right. But flash, you know, fast forward to now, and you're plugging your double-ended headphone jack into each end. And so, yeah, he would like, my buddy would show up to school every now and then his dad would let him drive the car. And I just remember that being the thing that like I took away from that vehicle. Yeah. Oh, it's a Mustang. It's a V8. It's rear wheel drive. It's manual. And I was like, why is there an aux cord? That's, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. And my what year is this? Uh, my, my 98 two door Tacoma manual transmission. No aux cord to be found. <laughs> no aux cord. But check this out. This is standard now, but manual transmission, mm-hmm. cruise control. Ah. And I was like, you can't have cruise control with manual transmission. Like, that's not a thing that exists in my mind. Is, the future is And they were like, no, you do. You have to still get there, but once you get you <laughs> just you press leave it. it and there. I was like, no! <laughs> it just, like, didn't make sense to me. I've it still doesn't make sense I've only to had, me. Yeah, I think the Subaru is the only car I've ever had with cruise control. Or, like, with at least working cruise control. I'm sure some of my old, like, luxury boats probably had it, but it had given out. Years before, because as the case was, hoopties like, is what you had dude, a couple old, hoopties. Old American cars make it to a hundred thousand miles, and they're just like, <coughs> I'm done. Like, you know, and the Japanese cars do like two fifty ish. Depends. I mean, I guess you could just say the Japanese one is better because it yeah. lasts longer, or you could just say it's a different experience with a car. Well, it was. They were simpler too. A lot of the old American cars, you start getting into all those power windows and all that kind of stuff, and that, those were just points of failure. And I, that's how I view a lot of new cars. Cause a but lot points of, of ca- failure brings growth. I, I, true, because then you have to fix them. No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, 
Innovation. Oh, like the next generation. If nobody of... ever tried to do that, we wouldn't even be able to have it's them true. today it's as true. good as they are. And I do like things like power windows. Power windows are cool. I've yeah. driven enough cars with like crank windows that also don't crank properly. So you have to you like hold, line. you gotta hold them and do it at the same time. And you're like reaching across all the way at a red light. Like you're definitely that person. I, but like with that, so like power windows are cool. But I think that's where I start to draw my line. Because, like, there's, a lot of the newer cars have so much tech in them yeah. that, like, you can't work on them anymore. That's kind of gone out I personally gave up with working on the, anything new. Right. Because I didn't grow up being taught anything, so I taught myself everything right. with Haynes manuals and right. stuff. Right, And I had a 1976 CJ5. Yeah, yeah. And I had a couple Jeep Grand Wagoneers mm-hmm. with the Woody size. That was a more complicated Man, those engine. those are all, like, $45,000 today. Jeez. <laughs> Um, I had that one in mid two thousands, but those were like tinkerable. It was a big, strong engine, so yeah. there wasn't as much room as like a basic seventy, like a CJ. Yeah, but I still understood what I was doing. Right. Um, it was right before some things got really um computery. All right. It def- it had a little bit of that, but yeah. not what we not what today no. has. And um. But now with the cars, now with uh, with computer stuff, I'm like, I don't even understand what I'm looking at anymore. I wouldn't know how to do this right. No. I never really got good, but spent several years doing it by myself. And I'd go to a garage for like a couple years of my life. Almost every Friday when I had a day off, I would go to this local garage. Uh, and I'm what I'm like a mechanic shop. All right. And it was owned by one guy that never was there, he just employed these two guys. And they just ran a shop and made a crappy living. And they ran this thing for this one dude. And that was the whole store, you know. And I showed up and went, will you guys teach me stuff about cars? And they were like... I I guess, like, you can hang out here and watch what we do and just look, but don't touch anything. And I was like this annoying dude that would keep showing up. We'll, like, give you the rundown as we smoke cigarettes. That's it. (laughs) No, that's exactly it. And then... um, and then they let me check people out as if I was the one at the desk, and, oh. which has got to be illegal. Yeah. Well, because you didn't work there. I didn't work there, and I rang people up, and they taught me how to, like, put the stuff into the computer and take their card and right. swipe it because they were like, that way they can get more stuff done in the garage. Oh, okay. Hey, and I started going, hey, how can I help you? <laughs> and they would go, oh, look, like, this is happening. I'd go, okay, yeah, I'll be right back. What's the last name? What yeah. color is and it? And then I'd like- go, Ronnie. Like, Ronnie, she said that it has this and it's making this clicking. I would just tell him and he'd be like, all right, it might be this or this. Tell her this. It'll be about 30 minutes. And I'd go, all right. He said, it sounds like this. And it's like, I basically just became the administrative person here <laughs> right. one day a week for free because I was, I felt like it, I was helping them by freeing them up from administrative so right. they could fix the cars because right. sometimes they get behind right. on things. In exchange, they actually taught me a few things. So they taught me. Like um, oil change, tire rotation, how to turn the rotors with the Uh machine. Uh Uh, Like I switched out a radiator. And by the way, I ended up doing these things for other people's cars sometimes. (laughs) Like I was. They were like, give it to Jason. He knows how to do it. I was never there on paper. The the owner, like I wasn't an employee. I simply showed up on Fridays and I checked people out. And then eventually they were like. Uh, he pretty much, he can change the oil. He can pretty much do it. So they were like, just change the oil and rotate the tires. 
while we do this other more important right. stuff. And I was like their little helper boy, not on staff. Right. So I learned a lot, but I also was you got like, paid in knowledge. I did, man. But I feel like I've forgotten more than I ever learned because I haven't like once once you get a car that's n- newer and all computers, I'm like, well, I don't know anything about it anyway, so why should I bother? And it's true, but I like there's also like I I've learned to work on cars. I didn't like grow up working on cars or anything. I like learned to work on them because I had shitty ones. That doesn't necessarily mean that I'm like good about it or even all that knowledgeable. Like I could talk enough to sound like I've. But, like, if you wanted me to, like, rebuild a carburetor, I mean, maybe. I might be able to sit down and do it, but I've never done it before. Uh-huh. Most of the things that I've learned to do were solely out of necessity. Yeah. So I've only done them once. That's right. Like, this because I was only broke, on that car for so a year. This thing broke, so you had to replace yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, that needs this gasket. So yeah. I learned how to replace that gasket. And I learned how to do, like, some belts, and I right. the plugs and wires, and I switched out a radiator, and I... Um, you know, little thing, but I never could get the confidence to take multiple things out, out in it. order to get even deeper. <laughs> I still hate doing it. I that. was like, what if I can't get it back? I, yeah, I, hate take, I hate taking anything apart. You yeah. know, like, no, I've gotten. And good the at, people that I know that are really good at it, like, well, you know, it's a risk, but you just put it back. I'm yeah, like, no, but what if I can't get it back in right? I've I done that before, up. too. I took yeah. the. Uh, I went to, I believe, change the alternator on the trucelle and the alternator in those. No, distributor. The distributor oh, okay. is connected to the timing in those. Okay. And I threw it out of timing. So I replaced the distributor, and that was all nice, and I fixed the problem that it had, and then it wouldn't start anymore yep. because it was out of time, and I didn't know how to fix that. So oh, I had it towed like deep. 180 miles to my, like, Tercel buddy, and he fixed it for me. So <laughs> you he still, he, he you knew still need people. He a bit more than you about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. and you, that's the other thing is when you drive old cars, you got to go find those forum pages, and you got to find those, like, you got to find a dude who knows them. That car. Yeah. That kind of car, yeah. you know. The internet's been great for that because, yeah, you can find all the people who are like me. So the internet's helped me because I don't know guys. I mean, I know a couple guys like that, but I wouldn't, like, I don't think I'd really, like, lean on them. Right. To, for for help, but unless I was paying them. A couple of mine I just ended up with because I bought the car from them. Yeah. So, like, then I would go back to them. Yeah. And be like, what's wrong with it? You owned it for 15 years. <laughs> right. What was I saying? Which part? <laughs> I don't remember. Where did we, we troll off from? Yeah. Saturn to working on newer cars, stopping working on cars. Yeah. Yep. I just lost it because of the, the 2011. Because you, you stopped working on cars. Or... But I don't have a garage, and I don't yeah. like working on cars without some covering when it's yeah. wet half the time. It sucks. I've never had, like, a decent garage to work in. Just When I was in that official, like, garage, I was like, this is cool. Yeah. I was like, you lift it up, and you take a look, and you take this yeah, off. Yeah, you can lift it it's up. Like, yeah. And it's <laughs> like you're eye-to-eye with the tire, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, and right you feel there. safe to walk under it as opposed to, like, those yeah. Harbor Freight jack stands that I you had just Harbor bought. Harbor Freight. Yeah, that are totally going to collapse, and... You're going to become like the Wicked Witch of the West with your feet poking out. And do you really want to get taken out by a 97 Legacy? Oof. That's not how That's not how I'm trying to go out. But man, that Saturn, 42 miles per gallon, did fine. I'm trying to think of just other random ones that I had, but, you know, kind of blend together. But I had an 84 Jeep Grand Wagoneer also. Not the, 
89 was the one I drove primarily, but yeah. I bought an 84. Because you needed... So I could learn on it yeah. because I paid $400 for it and drove it home to my backyard and then just started taking stuff apart <laughs> and learning because then I wouldn't have to risk Because after that, it didn't need to run anymore. It was already home. Yeah. You could, you could take it apart if you yeah. wanted to. You're, you're never it's not driving like you, again, ma'am. Yeah, you, you, didn't, you didn't need to go to work the next day. So you're like, ah. So the other car was the main one. So I would like switch out the belts and you know stuff like that. But then I took apart... The, it would be like the armrest on eBay would be like $100 or You'd like $80. Like, so I I think I'll take that out I of the s- car. I bought it for $400. I sold $800 <laughs> worth of parts, and then I sold it f- for $400. <laughs> Nothing better than a flip on an old car. No, but it was so much work for not a yeah, lot of money. Like if true. you think of how long that took me to make that profit margin is ridiculous. Oh, a bunch of the cars I used to flip. like Because, yeah, at that point you're also buying cheap old Japanese cars for like $700. And it's rusty and it's beat up. And then, like, if you're in North Carolina, you still have to register it. Like, in, ten- in Tennessee. You can't just be like, come on, it's old. I, yeah, no, I, and I really think that that should be the thing. When I, when I put the Tricell back on the road, it had been off the road in North Carolina for three years. And they charged me a restoration fee. As if Whoa. I had been tooling away in a garage to make this pristine example of a 1983 Toyota Tercel. Yeah, and it charged me a restoration fee. As if I had just rolled up in a 69 like your Jay, Camaro. Like your Jay Leno. Yeah, yeah. Like I was like fully, re- like, I, like I'd taken it off in rotisserie and was like sandblasting corners. No, like, it was like off a, the road for three and like, a half years because that's how long it took my buddy to fix it. Like we didn't. We didn't make it better. We just mended it. We got it, it running again. again. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> There's a difference. That, that was the restoration, was that it functioned it now works. more. Yay. Like, I didn't fix rust holes. Oh, you actually fixed this? Oh, you owe a fee. <laughs> Basically, they even charged me for insurance on letting it lapse after, like, three and a half years. The lady oh, tried to get me out dark, of it, too. Man. Oh, it was. I, ended up, I spent, I think, to finally get it back on the road, it cost me, like, $356. Yeah, they're always that car's only worth stuff. like on uh, on the appraisal from North Carolina. I think it says it's worth five hundred and four dollars. That's awesome, <laughs> dude. That's awesome. I was like, thanks, guys. <laughs> I know the cheapest car I've ever bought was a hundred dollar Ford Festiva. Oh, Festiva was it red? Yep. Yeah, yep. it was red. I don't know why. It was red. Was, and red, my my friend Josh, growing mm-hmm. up, his dad Art had a red one stick shift. Mm. Uh, he drove it. I think they all just. Oh yeah, it had to have been. <laughs> yeah. They're like, uh, so we need to upgrade to to automatic. Automatic Festiva. He drove that thing forever because he made him and his wife made really good money in their mm-hmm. careers. Well, in my opinion, of right. what that means, I mean it's all relative. Right. But they they had dual income and they were doing well and but but like saved like penny pinching saving, but with not the need of, in any way, shape, or form. Right. So, like, he drove little cars like that and whatever, mm-hmm. and he was really big. That's why it's like I picture him doing this. And, and they ended It's like up, the scene in The Incredibles. Yeah. Like, and they ended damn. up saving, like, $2 million. Because he just drove a Festival because for, like, 15 they, years. Because he never bought anything. Like, I mean, of course, he provided... Yeah. They had a family and but children. He, just, he bought a himself, and it stayed that way. For himself or for something that's, like, not necessary. I mean, they still enjoyed their life and did some vacations, but it was right. like he wore through his clothes and, like, the little car or whatever and then just put it all away. And then just went, like, you know, and I'm, and I'm like, no. 
You gotta live a little, man. You know, like, do something. He was like, no. No. He, he just didn't want guy. to. Yeah, he just didn't want to. Maybe I, he, he just didn't want to. He did, that, just sit on, he did just sit on the couch and I watch TV. I knew Mountain City who was a lawyer. And he was like one of the only lawyers in Mountain City kind of thing because there's not a lot floating around over there. And, yeah, he drove a Mitsubishi Expo. Whoa, I almost forgot Remember that Remember those? Yeah, everybody does because they were ugly. It was like a minivan, had a baby with a station wagon. Some of those were four-wheel drive because in the 90s, for some reason, all the Japanese automakers were like, we're just going to take this fairly normal car and make it four-wheel drive. But he drove one of those like until it died. And just it was like beat to death. And he would go to work in his suit every day. He just drove that until it finally like probably actually was like not fixable. Yeah, I guess, I mean, you'd think that if someone becomes a lawyer, you inherently think maybe they're driven in some way. And maybe he's like, nah, I just ha- that's just my job. Yeah. And I make really good money, but I don't really want to do anything. <laughs> but I really just like this Mitsubishi Expo. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like whatever. Like, dude, you could have had a really cool one. Or you could just buy, like, even if you're just going to buy an old car, you don't have to, like, it doesn't have to be a shitty old car. Like, Make it have some character. Yeah, you can spend exponential amounts of money on them nowadays, too. Like, people are paying tons for restoring. So what do, we, what do you do? Um... I'm trying to. I was looking up some like, old pictures to see if I'm forgetting some cars. But question for you to mm-hmm. think about: What would you do, mm-hmm. or maybe what have you done if you've been in a like in a place where you were like, I could really buy any car. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't mean like kind of thinking that. I mean really open up your mind of what it would be like to have absolutely no limit. Oh, you know. What, what comes to mind? I've already what, got an answer. All right, I've yeah. had this answer since I was 11 years old. Okay. I won a 1993 Lamborghini Diablo SV Yellow? in purple. Oh! No, in purple. <laughs> they didn't make many of the purple ones. It's absolutely it's a wonderful color. I don't know what the actual name of it is. They also came with pink interior. Um, it's the last generation of rear-wheel drive Lamborghinis, so it's not safe. It's absolutely dangerous and wants to kill you. I've never driven one. I've never. I've, I sat in one when I was 11 years old, which is what uh, has prompted this now. Uh, t- hold on. Pause on that. Tell me that story. I went over to a neighbor's house, and we solely went over because in the driveway there was a, there was a Lambo, uh, there was Diablo, and a DeLorean. And I was driving by with my dad, and I was like, hey, those are really cool. And my dad was the kind of guy who would just, like, walk up and knock on people's doors and be like, hey, how you doing? So we end up knocking on dude's door. He lived, like, I don't know, a couple houses down from us, which was, like, miles because we were in East Tennessee. Oh, I see. Yeah, middle of nowhere kind of thing. And so, like, we're just, yeah, in a way, you're also like, why does this Well, knocking have... on a door means more in that scenario yeah. than just picturing it literally next door. Right. So we, yeah, we just, like, rolled up, knocked on his door. He saw that I was, like, an 11-year-old kid that was like, yeah. And he was like, you want to go for a ride? And I was like, for sure. So uh, he... Had, and you've never been the same since? Yeah, he like retired from construction. Uh, and those were like the two cars that he decided he was going to buy with his like retirement money. It was a Lambo and a DeLorean. Which are also like that's pretty your, weird. That's your... What's the word for this? Um, this is my spirit your, animal. Your muse. Or like <laughs> the, the person that inspired you. I feel like yeah. that's the person that yeah. inspired because this I, in your yeah, life. Yeah, now I gravitate towards like the '80s cars, which is like uh, the DeLorean is like probably the most iconic. Back to the future 80s nails it. Vehicle. It's not like, to what? mention not just the movie, but the innovation and the hubris exactly. of it all. Exactly. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, even down to the fact that it was basically funded by cocaine. Really, um, I didn't know that didn't dark know that? part of that story. Oh, different. Podcasts. I just knew it wasn't a well-made or trustworthy vehicle. Oh yeah, no, you. you I didn't know the cocaine you, part. Yo, for okay. sure. You, you Those can, two stories do seem re- related. The dude who funded topics. DeLorean sold copious amounts of cocaine to do so. There's an entire documentary on. Oh, I see now. Yeah. It was. It's how he funded the DeLorean Motor Company. <laughs> it's. Holy moly. <laughs> it is the most 80s car. That's that the most 80s be. story it ever. Was built by cocaine. It didn't run very well, but damn it. People would buy it, it and then do cocaine. <laughs> it was a cocaine and cycle. Boy, did it look fucking cool. So I that was mean, the 80s. Yeah, 80s so I guess that's cocaine. where my 80s pickup has come from. Not yeah. the cocaine part, the car. <laughs> right, right. Um, and, uh, so he inspired you, and man. Then, you got yeah, rolling with that. Yeah, my dream still to this day is to have a 93 Lambo. That's a good like, I don't even want a new one. Have you seen comedians in cars getting coffee? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, what a good one. I don't I, I can't figure out what mine would be because I'm torn between what I would drive when I'm in Boone mm-hmm. versus what I would drive if I was in a city. Right. Versus what I might drive if I lived in a beach culture. And I mean, like, picture like Florida Caribbean beach, Somewhere not flat, like not well, like manicured. not like Rhode Island or Maine <laughs> yeah, beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do have beaches, <laughs> but that's not what I'm talking nah. about. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, you know, not that are in use. Yeah, I mean, like, like you, you're probably not wearing shoes. Your shirt's unbuttoned because that's a whole part of me that not a lot of Boone people really have ever seen is I grew up at the beach in Florida. It's beach, Jason. And like, ah. and I rode my bike with no shoes, with no shirt, with a surfboard after school to the beach. Yeah, you're not and doing that here. No. Not and, at all. Like, you're not even riding your bike but, to go snowboard because it's too far away. Too far away. <laughs> in my And I played baseball, so that offset, I didn't really get that great at surfing relative to some of my other friends. But... Uh, I was still doing it, and right. like you know, who cares if I was good at it? Unless you talk about, oh, I like, still suck at skating, and I still skate. Yeah, like I can't. Even I did do it a enough flip. to say that I did it. <laughs> yeah. you know, and I owned multiple boards and waxed it and went and t- stood up and did a few. And you things. rode your bike to get there, like yeah. more of an icon. And I had right? a tan With, everywhere, except of for like the shorts. Following things that are just like movie. Yeah, you know, in your head, I have that visual of like you yeah. in the '80s surfboard. So then that leads to if I wouldn't have moved, that maybe leads to. I have a convertible uh, or the equivalent of a convertible, something like a uh, Toyota, land, an old Land right. Cruiser. I was going to say something like a Jeep, but I've owned so many Jeeps, I'm not sure I want another Jeep. I get that. Uh, unless I had unlimited money, right. in which case I might go back to Jeep again. Because <laughs> you need it a little <laughs> but bit if it's, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. Jeep. Yeah. The reliability factor over the years. Yeah, it's, it's been gonna, It's going to need some replacements of things. Like, unless you bought the, like, 90s model Cherokee. I think that was the definitive. By the way. That's, like, the one. By the way, Gray, our daughter, uh-huh. 12 years old, uh-huh. uncoached. I've never talked to her about what car I would picture her in right. or what I think, right. whatever. Maybe she's caught us saying something about safety. Mm. It, it Maybe, but we're just too early to talk about car preference. Right. She goes, I think I want uh, a Jeep Cherokee, the boxy ones. 
Uh, and like I think they're from the nineties. She's doomed. And I was like, "Why do you think?" She goes, "I just think they're cool the way they look." And I was like, "Yes, she's stuck. She's car girl forever. <laughs> she's gonna be. She's gonna be a car girl because she could have said, "Hey, daddy, can I have a new car?" You know, yeah. Like, like no, she, she got would specific. Never, like <laughs> she wouldn't. I don't think. I think a new car would feel like she has no soul because I think she has that thing about her. Right. That's kind of. Um, I don't really know what the right word, so I'll just say punk rock. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that's like there's some form of I'm not gonna be normal, yeah. you know, which I I find in myself. And maybe not in a language that she uses now, but Rage Against the Machines. Oh, yeah. Fuck you! I won't do what you tell me. Like, yeah, I just wanna just, <laughs> just wanna do something else. Yeah, and I love it because I that's why I I was early in my twenties. Went from I got this to I got a. Tacoma, mm. the two, and it was like kind of because I'm gonna have nice vehicles, right? And then I just went, whoa, whoa, whoa! I want different things. So my first one that I was like, I want something different. Now keep in mind, my '85 Celica wasn't that because it was newer, right? So I was actually kind of blending in, except the GT part. That's that Celica the, GT the, was a little. The, you were the fast boy. Yeah, but it wasn't. I wasn't aggressively fast guy. Right, right. I just, from time to time, I mean, I I went 110 over the bridge on a race with a few guys, but I wasn't like that all the time. And I wasn't like living my life I, like that. I know that. exactly how it feels to do 110 miles an hour in an 85 Celica. I just know exactly what it feels like when the car is 25 years older. <laughs> and I'm sure yeah. it was terrifying for you. Yeah, but it felt a little bit more confident than yours. <laughs> yeah, you were yours like, was probably like, <laughs> yeah, like this is built to do this. Yeah, mine was still smooth. And I was looking at the guy in the passenger seat like, we're not going to die, man. I promise. Like, <laughs> you're good. As the dash begins to go. <laughs> like, yep. Oh gosh. Well, so you're so sorry. my first one that I felt like was me. Really, you know what it is? It's as an adult. Because there's a difference when you're a right. kid. You're kind of at the mercy of some things you can't control. Yeah. You can't really dictate yeah. and imagine this is the car that I like want. You're getting a car to some extent. Like yeah. You might get a little bit of choosing, but like at the end of the day, you're just going to And your budget alone, even if, yeah. even if your parents just went, you're totally on your own. Right. You're at the mercy of a budget and whichever cars are in like a couple mile radius of you. <laughs> right. How close you can get. Now, keep in mind, mine was pre-internet. So right. there's not like, no, I found this car. It's like 100 miles away, and they're going to ship it here. It's like, no, I have to get it from like there, that lot. There's, they have seven of them. And yeah, one this of, is what I get to pick from. I have to pick one of those seven That, that man has a car. It's for me. I don't know which one it is. Yeah. I actually, my Cutlass was purchased out of a, like, Auto Trader magazine. Oh, I love That's how that. we found it. I forgot it. about that. Because I was, like, right at that cusp of, like, Facebook Marketplace didn't exist. It was just kind of Craigslist. You might have some like, but those Auto forums. Trader magazines were like, oh, I was just Joe Dirt. I just remember through, that. and I was like, I never bought a car out of those. I always thought that it was an unattainable magazine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would just show. I would just dad. go look at these cars. Yeah, I'd be like, Dad, you'd never believe what this guy has. And finally, once he was like, Oh shit! Like, <laughs> we can afford it. One. That's half of the right and, there. Yeah, yeah, maybe more than half. I mean, at that point, that was a two thousand dollar car. Yeah. You can't you can't buy those now. No, it does, doesn't really exist. I think part of it for me is the and it does come down to the nostalgia thing a lot. Cuz like I like watching old films. Mm-hmm. Not in what you know what what you consider an old film. Like uh if you watch so 
the Matthew, here we go. If you watch the Matthew Broderick Godzilla, the majority of the cars in the background are from like 2000 back. So all the old taxi cabs are like Crown Vicks and Caprices. Yeah, and you I, can I see the those. old Civics running around and the Ford Tauruses of the era. And that's what I remember. Yeah. Like, so when I watch a movie, it, it's still, like, cars still feel like that to me. Even when I'm out on the road and I look around, yeah. all the new ones kind of blend in, and my eye goes to a Ford Probe in the background of a parking Absolutely. lot somewhere. And I think... The new ones, I think they they carved off something and made it round that took its soul. A little bit. And they painted them all silver, gray, black. The colors. The colors of kind of like, that's one of the reasons I do still like Jeep, though. Because Jeep, even in, no, not even the edges, a Jeep in 2022 is still like, dude, we will paint a Jeep oh. whatever color oh, you want. Sure. You want a purple one, dog? We got three. Okay, like, and yeah. I do like that. That's gutsy. I love the, I, I, like, I always love the car that other people think is terrible. And I love the color that everybody else thinks is terrible. Because I know that one day, that'll be the rarest one. Huh. Because no, nobody bought that color in that even package of Dodge that version. Even Dodge Neon? Even as a Dodge <laughs> which are also going up in value. No way. Yes. Okay. Well, not the like, there was some not bad the base ones. model, but there was the bad Dodge you know, those Neon, were like one sir. of the most dangerous cars they ever made. No, it doesn't those surprise me. But garbage crash test ratings. I remember some girl. Remember some girl. I can't remember her name, but I associate Dodge Neon with some girl. I, always, I can't remember who she is. Man, I, I can't remember. I who always she is. like the, the when they rebadge things. And it's like the same car. Yeah. But it was the 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 Dodge Neon was rebadged as the Plymouth Espresso. No way, I've never heard of this. They they didn't make I don't know how many they made. It was the exact same thing. It just had different badges on it. But I just always thought it was such a terrible name for a car. Little, I was like, little, why'd you name it after a car? It's a little and fast. Yeah, it's like, espresso. Yeah. <laughs> the other one was a neon, which was big and flashy, which that car was neither. No, they were going they for get the... late 80s, early 90s. Like... It was that Tron thing. Yeah, like, that's it. That's <laughs> what they were going for. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it had a little bit of that feel, but I still... It was a crappy car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was yes. a crappy car. And they car. still are. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I like that. But you, you picture these cars as being cars. Oh. And like what's still driven today. It's somehow in my head... Yeah. Those are the cars that are still out on the road. So that's why I switched and I went my first one that I chose as an adult, an 80, 1989 Jeep Grand Wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I searched and searched and searched and I narrowed it down to two different Jeeps. Right. And they're completely different in nature and more, impor- more importantly, practicality. One was a 78 mm-hmm. charcoal gray Jeep CJ5. With a hard top that I could take off or leave open. Right. Instead of like zipping it up every day, it would be like, I'm going to rock this thing completely off. Or not. Or I'm going to rock this thing covered. Yep. For a while. (laughs) I'm not switching out every day. And it was like charcoal gray and it was, but it was a three speed manual. It's kind of like a mullet. <laughs> with like a bullet is what I thought, but it was a three-speed manual with no power steering and mo- no power mm, brakes. Unnecessary. And it had this. It was the original engine, and it had low mileage. And I was like, "This is amazing!" And it was like garage kept. And I was like, "This is going to be amazing!" And I test drove it, and was like a little intimidated by the brakes. Uh-huh. But instead, I went with an '89 Jeep Grand Wagoneer, which was like 
Power steering. I was power, like, the Wagoneer was power, like loaded with everything. Power windows. Yeah. It was a, a sun power sunroof. A, a powered rear window. That. And one time I got thirteen people in that vehicle, <laughs> and you were the coolest. And dude. it was like when people were hanging out the back, and we're going through like the Taco Bell drive-through. Like, look at the, and people would be like, "I love your car." Like, of all ages, right? Older people, yeah. but also little kids, would be like, yeah. "I like your car." Uh-huh. Thanks, and it was like. Gets eight miles per gallon. <laughs> Did it have wood grain? Oh yeah. Okay, I was it was navy that's another blue. reason that people will just love a car. It was navy blue with the wood panel, that's which great. Is, of course isn't real wood. You but basically match my Tercel. Yeah. But that's one of those things people. They love, did make they love Woody Wagon older than that. That didn't that were just have bare. Them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, people love the because it's once again it's the nostalgia thing. When I was driving my Celica, my Celica was nothing to look at. Like it was so rusty, like so rusty. It was. Car, I cared about this car so little. I used to kick the door shut as hard as I could every time I got out of it, just to like see if rust would fall off the car. I picture that scene with a shirt similar to that on <laughs> and a cigarette. I picture yeah. you, you're, you're like you kick the door and you're like flick it, ah. and I kick it as hard as I could. And for some reason, it's in the snow and your breath <laughs> is like cold in the air, and it's nighttime. I can't remember what I was gonna say about the car. Oh. Uh, the one thing that people used to walk up to me and be like, yo, is that one of the ones with the flip-up headlights? Oh, right. No one cared about the fact that it was a bucket. They were like, yo, has it got flip-up headlights? And it's because like the they auxiliary remembered plug. it. Yeah. It's like because that's what they remembered from when they were in high school and they were like, or like teen years and they were looking. I remember. Yeah, and they were just like, because oh, that and was like the And sometimes they thing. gave out. <laughs> they all did. They all did <laughs> like, They would start winking halfway <laughs> yeah, at were vacuum driven. <laughs> like one would work. Actually, mine didn't even turn on via the like switch, like the original car switch anymore. They had been hardwired and I had to flip a toggle switch on my dash. To give it more juice than which, just. I guess. I don't even know. But it looked cool because it looked like I had like some sick toggle switch on the front. I felt like I was driving a fighter jet. You're like <laughs> covered in rust. <laughs> yeah, like in the movies where they're like, all right, we're at thir- 13,000 feet and we're sh- yeah, sh- yeah. engaged. <laughs> <laughs> like I lit up the road, but in reality it was just like dim bulbs from, you know, whatever, whenever they had been replaced previously. Are there any other cars that stand out as, I mean, as some memory, you know? I had a 77 Buick that was really cool. Light brown. Uh, kinda. It was like if brown, mustard, pumpkin, and salmon had a baby. Whoa. Um, it was all of those colors all at once. The interior was solid gold velour, Gosh. and the only reason that like I go back to it was because it had thirty three thousand miles. On yeah. It. See, that's part of it. Zero. It had the paper in the floor mats from when it was purchased when I bought it. Speaking of. Like original That's stuff. That's why I almost bought the charcoal gray older Jeep. It was like, it was like a, a an envelope with the, when he bought it, and right. it had like thirty six thousand yeah. miles. And I was like, I can't not yeah. get a Jeep that has this. And then I still didn't want to drive and it. And that car was like, yeah, nineteen feet long. It got four miles to the gallon, but it was pristine. Gosh. Like it was. Ch- I got imagine? pulled. Only car I've ever gotten pulled over by a cop in. Yeah. And he didn't want to, like, he wasn't pulling me over. He just wanted to look oh, at the car. Oh come on. Yeah. No. He pulled me over in fr- on River Street. He's pulled like, me over. I was leaving Fat cool. Cats. This when I was working the record store. Oh yeah. And he pulled me over, and obviously I was working at a record store. So what was in my pocket was terrifying. You and he was like, the... "Son, where'd you get this car?" 
And I was like, because <laughs> you fit the what's it called, um, the profile. Oh yeah, I was perfect. At that and he point. was just thinking, cool car. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the car great. didn't make any sense. So he had to be super confused when he rolled up on the window, and it was like me. He thought like a little nineteen year old bear. You know chin. what? He might not have known what was really going on. He might have been like, "Did your granddaddy let you borrow his car?" That's tonight? basically. Oh, I see. <laughs> like I had taken you're, granddaddy's car. No, you're just a kid who granddaddy may or may <laughs> not know you have his car. But yeah, he rolled up on me and like pulled me over. And, uh, the gold is what just wanted to ask me about it, and I got out. I showed him around it, and he thought it was super cool. And so, what's one that you life. want that isn't like completely purple Lamborghini? Oh, just like, ask, like see, that's actually a hard question for me because I only ever think in, about that. Yeah, somewhere in the category of like, let's say you're working with uh, between. Thirty and fifty thousand dollars, or twenty and fifty thousand dollars. That's a lot. It's a lot of money. I've always said, but it's not going to get you the Lamborghini. What's success if it's not four twelve hundred dollar cars in your driveway? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. I love it. You would give me twenty five thousand dollars, and I'd be like, I can only buy one. Yeah. Can I buy fourteen? Right. I could buy fourteen. Like. Yeah. But if you had to spend it on one, because that's not going to get you the Lamborghini, right? No, that's probably God, a couple hundred no. thousand At this dollars. Point, yeah, those are like. Yeah, because so it eliminates that. Oh, I was—I I got another one. I'm going to tell you in, in a minute, but uh, yeah, somewhere in that category of like, it's got to be amazing, but not like one of the rarest cars in the world. I would still go out and buy something from the '80s. I would just buy something from the '80s that was completely redone. Like if I could, where buy, you did it, pay the restoration yes, fee, yes, and you were like, and it was actually right. restored. Like, <laughs> yeah, if I could buy my Tercel, like zero, as close to zero miles as I could get, Oof. showroom, I would immediately. I drove it across the country. Daily for 105 days with 250. So they were 000. like, this was a showroom car. It went into a garage. Oh, it was sure. driven and wrote blah blah blah. And you'd go forty thousand. All right, yep. I'd do it. Yeah, because to me it would be the same as buying yeah. a new car, but still being able to keep that character and keep That's that beautiful. oddity. And I, mine like, would also. I still wouldn't be have older. airbags, and I still wouldn't have cup holders, and, you and I still wouldn't risk. have power windows. Yeah, but There's, I know it would drive for 250 thousand miles, and I know for a fact that everywhere I went. I'd be that movie character. Even more so. Have, oh, definitely Because now. of how how nice. Yeah, because it's Because yours looks nice as it is. Yeah, but if it's we're like. we're talking like untouched yeah. nice, it would be like everyone it's would not be that like. Clean. That must be like a famous person. <laughs> You're right. You're like. Because like, he can afford to get one That's of those. what they, I think that some of these very wealthy people, especially if there's some fame involved and their ego also wants kind right. of that. It, they sign a, they go to, you know, get millions of dollars for a movie and they go, I'm going to buy a $50,000 yep. Toyota Tercel. And yep. then they show up and you go, oh, that's a really nice one. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell, and you too. Can see you it. can tell. Yeah. Like, you know. Like, because it's not often you see goes, one actually not. Yeah, you're like, oh, shit. It's not completely faded in the clear coats peeling. I like your orders. answer. I don't know what mine would be. The the thing that comes to mind is, a, is an older Land Cruiser. But it feel it feels a little too cliché. Does it seem, it seems cliche, like a Land Cruiser is a cliche answer. It's it's something that's already desirable. And I think for me, that's what I've always tried to get is like something that isn't desirable yeah, anymore. That's kind of why that's I'm saying the cliche, cool. although, it, although not to play the I'm a really good husband card, but ultimately I'd want to get a 60s right. Bronco for Kimberly. Right. Because she looks look sexy as hell. <laughs> like I mean, it's just like, like she's wanted. Cool. She's wanted like a right. like an the older Broncos, right. um, 
and we even considered getting her one because she so she has a 2001 forerunner mm-hmm. limited for you know silver four-wheel drive leather right. seats forerunner warm like, le- like it was a pristine car in 2001 right but we bought it a few years ago or five, you know, it was already old, right. but it was really well kept. Two owners garage kept down the mountain kind of thing. And we like bought it cause we wanted to preserve something. See, like I was going to say, you just did something that like I try to do. Cause when you find those vehicles, you almost like feel like it's a calling to like, you're like, Oh, but guess what though? Living here, doesn't ruins matter. the it's car's life. Yeah, you actually kill the car <laughs> by bringing it I up I think here. I'm saving them. I'm actually slowly the murdering car. them So all. now we have a car that we've taken great care of, and the frame is basically almost... And there's nothing you can do it about it. It seems like it's probably getting close to time for us really? to get rid of it because the frame... See, and I would have never known and that. And I don't mean I don't mean like these horror yeah. stories of snapping in yeah. half. We drove it. We drove our children in it to yeah. Nevada, to Maine, mm-hmm. to New Mexico... Mm-hmm. So when I say the frame's going out, I don't mean like a $200 car that you drive to the grocery store and right. you're like, maybe the frame, that'll be hilarious. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean like way before that. Right. We, we need to get rid of it when there's no But you chance. know that's coming. It's inevitable. Because it started. But I guess there is to get a completely new frame put on. But then you, you risk a lot with those inner parts and yeah. those rust and you jar those things loose and have to take anything apart. You're kind of shaking You're it gonna loose, find more and then it's going to be a problem. Yeah. So she's, you know, it's she's kind of sad. So a 1960s Bronco is definitely the answer. I know, and I was like, we can't do that because then we're just getting an old car too, right. and then we ruin that thing. We ruin this amazing. Imagine taking a 1967 Bronco <laughs> that someone has completely taken beautiful care of, and then you winter. just go, I'm bringing that to Boone and ruining its life. <laughs> here's here's $30,000. You can see the tear <laughs> roll out of the dude's eyes. Hey, where are you from, <laughs> Boone? God damn it. <laughs> no, can we? Here's your money back. I just I thought you were down the mountain, boy. That was, that was my grandpa's. It's not anymore. Yeah, it's get dead in five years, sir. <laughs> Because I don't have a garage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're going to drive in the winter. So I don't think we're going to do it. But, man, she'd look good in that thing. It, and it would just be a fun story, too. That's another And thing. she wants Old it. That's cars. the most important thing. Not that I think she'd look good in it, but she wants she one. Wants it. <laughs> yeah. But that's the other thing is old cars get better stories. Yeah. Because if I told you the same story about me driving across the country but did so in a reliable, normal Astro van or... That's still too. That's old not for even me. a that good example. Even count, yeah. Camry, just a Camry. Yeah, a Cam- like driving. Yeah, you're driving across the country in a Camry. You'd you're be like, like, cool. Like, what? What? What hey. car did you drive? Oh, it's a 2017 Camry. You'd be like, oh, okay. Of and course, it got you there, but that's boring. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're like, cool. Like, yeah, big surprise. And then ours it. was somewhere in between. Right. A 2001 Forerunner. That's 21. Year- I mean, this was yeah. a couple years ago, but 20 years old. But you're getting there. People were like, well, it's a Toyota, so we still had that. But yeah. it's like, but respect the fact that it's 20 years old, right. sir. And we it drove still this made to it to Nevada. We went, I uh, think, somewhere between five and 10,000 miles just as a family. That's a lot. You know, uh, it's not your 105-day thing, but, like, with all four of us camping yeah. and different things. And then, like... That's s- as much driving as you do on a car on average in a year. Yeah. So you somewhere know. along the way, thousands of miles in, mm-hmm. I go, I think we're supposed to change the oil. And it's like, no, that's only... It was like, oh, yeah. It's like three to five thousand miles. Right. I mean, I've, the newer cars they say five thousand, older ones they told you three. Yeah, yeah. you know, and uh, <clears throat> but it was been thousands, and I was like, yeah, I think you have to do it, even if it's only been a short amount of time. <laughs> and so we went to like a <laughs> Jiffy Lube, and, uh-huh. and then 
That was it, dude. It was all better. That was it. I never checked the levels I on anything. I never changed the oil in the cell at all. I just add more. But the re- my shift to the Tacoma, mm. the car right before that was a 97 Forerunner, mm. Burgundy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Third gen. Yeah. Those are getting very, those it. are getting desirable. I liked it a lot. I like, I like the way them. it felt to be in it. I like it. the way they look. Thanks. They're still like yeah. rounded. Yeah. And, I had, and it had manual, uh-huh. which I miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, but it had a oil leak and it's like, could have gone in and, and dealt with that. You can do it. Right. But there was so much rust on the bottom of the car and so many things had like rusted through. Right. Um, I paid $1,700 for it. I drove it for three or four years and I sold it for $1,200. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you win. And it was like, Still. Oil, but by the time I sold it, I, it, I, I, at any given time had five quarts of oil ready to put Always. in because that's how much it would go through on a long drive. Five quarts. <sighs> that's bad. It, it's like drip, drip, drip. And that's it's like, can you go in there and switch out these seals? They're like, yeah, it'll couple, couple thousand bucks and really everything everything's going to fall apart. Yeah. Don't touch it. Just keep pouring oil in. Yep. So I had to sell mm-hmm. it and chose, I mean, cho- I, when I, Buy and sell, I'm honest. Right. And I don't try to, I might try to talk someone down in a price, but only respectfully, right. not in a jerk way where yeah. I go, oh, it's a piece of junk. Oh, right. It's tire kicker. Yeah, it's more of like, I respect this and I do want it. Right. Can I get it for a little bit less right. than this? Could you make me feel like I'm getting a deal? A couple hundred bucks and you go, all right. Yeah. You know? But, you know, everyone feels happy about it at right. the end of it. So, anyway, but I went, I officiated a wedding in Asheville. And that's the moment where it's like, I'm the efficient, I'm wearing a suit, and I, and I get out, and the first thing I do before I walk over to the thing is I open up the hood, <laughs> and I'm like looking in there and testing things and wiping it, and then I kind of smell like oil yep. and, and, and like heat. Yep. Right before I go and like meet the mother of the bride, as like, you like shake the hand and you still have yeah. grease all over your and palm. Then, yeah, so then I you know, do the, the wedding and um. I uh, I think I drove there and back and there and back because it was like rehearsal mm-hmm. and then wedding and Asheville was like well I could like stay in a hotel right. but two hours away I'll just go there yeah. back there back and halfway back after the rehearsal uh, I go I didn't check I forgot to put oil in right and so I stop in between here and Asheville the back like the mountainous back way not I forty way but um. Marion. Oh, through the gorge. Yeah. Oh. And I went, oh, and I like pulled over. You know, you're just like winding through, and there's a couple like places you get off. And I checked the oil, bone oh, dry. And I poured, it's a Toyota. So I just poured five quarts of oil <laughs> Fresh oil for change. my final one hour drive. Brand new, brand new oil. And Here. I was like, yeah, I was like, if it, if in like two hours drive, and then a little bit back, maybe halfway back, I literally went through five quarts of oil. It's time to get rid of the car, and I don't think I want to live like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of buying all this oil. So I got the 2011, like I said, it feels like I'm floating in the clouds. I get it. That's... And now I'm sitting there going, like, should I get one of these brand new uh, electric trucks? Because it's maybe not even better for the environment. They've said, but, but, let me burn coal. Cool factor. Cool factor. Is it you a know cool what? factor or I is it a so. little bit of like, uh, oh, look at this guy? It's a little bit of that, but 
in the long run, if you did do it, you'd have one of the early ones. So it's like you, you bought an early one, and if you kept it for a long period of time, like that, just maybe keep makes it maybe keeping it is the the cool factor because there are some not cool guys that get the early ones. Well, they're also fun. They that's very flaunt true. The money. That's very true. And they're like, of course, I bought this. Well, actually, Look at I mean, me. at least they're like making electric cars cool now. Yeah. Like at the beginning of the electric car run, they really weren't trying to make them no, neat. Like nobody looked at a Honda Insight and was like, damn. I like how they yeah, covered like, those tires there yeah, man. with the little angle in the back. <laughs> that, that was looks, hot. It looks sick. <laughs> like, man, they like they didn't change the look of the Prius for like 15 years. They've still barely done anything to yeah, it. Yeah, like now it's got little, little improvements. And like yeah. little cool taillights and stuff like that. And then like, yeah, like the Rivian and stuff the like that. The first ones were like, we want them to know it's electric. Yeah, <laughs> we have to make it look... It looks like an electric car, yeah. and we want it that way. Which didn't make any sense, because it was like the opposite of everything they'd done in film, where it was like, you could just make it look like a Tron car. Yeah. Which is like kind of what and they're even, starting to do with the ones now. And even send a signal with the computer chip to make it go vroom, vroom. <laughs> there was movies about this, yeah. and like, then we could still feel like we're doing something. Yep, and they're still doing that. And actually, I think I hate noise pollution, but I will say this. Are, are we going to have some more accidents if all the cars are quiet? Possibly. I, mean, I know that's not a new argument. I'm sure other people have made that. But I don't know, man. There have been a few times, even though I'm all, I'm super pro-hybrid and right. electric and all that, there are times that I'm like, I straight up almost got run over They're downtown. They're a little sketch. I, was, it, I yeah. walked because I straight up. We should come up with a name for the jaywalk that occurs in Boone. The Maybe it's just jaywalking. <laughs> but that's it's it's a Boone thing it is. how it, it is. happens. It is. And I hate when people, I like hate when people do it, but also like I feel like I've lived here for so long that I'm allowed. That's exactly how half I of the feel. people that I know are doing it are tourists, and they're just like, oh, because you can see the don't... families. You see that like question look of like, oh, there's a there's it's a because crosswalk. we know when to do it, yes, and we know how. So it's it, when it doesn't disturb the traffic. And we see what's coming, and we're like, I've lived here, I know what to do, and right. we bolt exactly. You no so car had to slow down for no, us. We no, took care no. of it. It's the tourists that go, and then we all the cars have to stop. And these are the people who like I wave on because I'm nice. Yeah, you're in my guy. head. You're like, still think because I've always said that when you wave somebody across the road, that's the moment that you have just as much power as God. Because I could wave you across, I could still be like. Take him out. <laughs> you literally You'll never do that. You never do that. But technically speaking, you could, you could do that. You could. Oh my gosh. It's terrible. <laughs> that's a dark. Where joke. did we get so dark on this? Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. I know. Yeah, but it dark. is a thought. It is a thought yeah. that I had. <laughs> I don't know if that's the thing that I, I don't know if I should have. But I want an electric car. But then I go back to wanting a garage to put it in and plug it into, and I don't have that. You don't have to have a garage. No. You can just add the plug. I know people. They're that pretty do waterproof. That. Yeah, but I mean, I know people with it, and it's fine. I don't, but for some reason, I'm like, maybe I can protect it from Boone's horror, and I don't think that's true. <laughs> no. I think it will no. just ruin that car. There is no, yes, it will. Yeah, Boone will just eat every vehicle you have. Oh, it's so frustrating. I've given, uh, the Tricel doesn't, like, none of my old, old ones get driven in the winter anymore. They oh. did for, like, I mean, so I So where I was, do you retire it for, where do you? Where oh, do you, the driveway. Oh, okay. it just gets rained on. The so, Tercel sat so in the front yard for like four nice. years. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I have one car in a garage at my dad's house. Yeah, and he just always says, "When are you going to come get it?" And I remind him that I took the battery out of it. I'm not going to come get it. Like it's staying in the garage at my dad's house because I don't have I don't have a place to put it. But you still want it. I do still want it. And you still have 
hopes. That's where I've just become that you that. will do something with it, even though you have no yeah. active plan or way to do something. Oh, I don't even want. I don't even want to do much believe- with it. I just want to keep it in like in thirty years. I just want to blow people's minds. Oh, I want to roll out. You don't even clean. want to do it yet, but no. w- one day yeah. when it's become an old car. Yes. I understand. This is in the, the long, way that my dad collects play. cars from the '60s. Now I'm like, I'm gonna grab one from the '90s right now and hold on to CJ, it. CJ, that's pretty years. legit. I'm just gonna hide it. That's really and cool. And then I'll have one. It won't be like a barn find. It'll be like garage kept, never <laughs> driven, on purpose. And it's a 1990 Honda Civic for, for this day. <laughs> yes, I did all this for this day. I'm all about the long game, man. I'm all about the long game. And they'll be like. That one only has. You'll be like, yeah. They'll be like a hundred and fifty thousand. You'll be like, yes. They'll be like, all right, mine. My, my mom still loves making fun of me for that. I'll call her, like, find a car on Craigslist or Marketplace, and I'll be like, mom, found this car. I think I'm gonna buy it. It's only got a hundred and fifty-eight thousand miles on it. And she's like, you realize most people don't say the words. Only, it only has a hundred and fifty-eight thousand miles. And I'm like, it's brand new. I knew. I know people that turn in their cars before it hits 100,000 <laughs> miles and they refuse to drive a car and that me, has I'm like, over as long 100. as it's not like 200 I'm like oh cherry <laughs> like, and if it was over 200 it would be is it Japanese and how much does it cost yeah. because if it's Japanese at a good price I will still definitely still roll it. a 200 I'll still do it yeah do it right I drove to work in one today it's only a mile and a half but it's still a win when I get there yeah so you go back to Subaru in winter yeah, well, this will be my first. No, I had it last winter. I don't. This is just my first winter with a normal vehicle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before that, I mean, I drove that Chevy Silverado that was rear wheel drive in the snow. I had that Buick in the snow up here. I had the Celica down in Chapel Hill, like when I was on flatland and it didn't really snow. But other than that, I mean, I chose I choose form over function every day of the week when it comes to cars. What I was able to do with the older Japanese cars is pair that. Because I could have something cool, old, wood grain, smack this. Yeah. Um. Did you know that for only a dollar a month you can support the podcast? Oh, yeah. You just go to thingsaboutthings.com and you click around and you find this button to support the podcast. And for as little as one dollar a month, you can help make sure this podcast continues. You know, all the equipment, the video equipment, the audio equipment, website, all that kind of stuff. It exists because of, I think there's something like 60-something supporters right now, patrons right now. For as little as $1, you can be one of them. My goal is 100 When I get to $100, uh, i am going to do something. There's something special is going to happen when we hit 100 So go to patreon.com slash thingsaboutthings, or as always, you can go to things, thingsaboutthings.com for more things. <laughs> uh, oh. All right.